Successful Working Parents Podcast, the podcast where we talk to successful working parents, if you can believe that. Today, my guest is customer success lead at Live It. He is the host of the Die Without Borders podcast. He's a wilderness first aid instructor, a father of three, and one of my favorite names of all time, ladies and gentlemen, Blue Nethercliffe. Blue, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for joining. Appreciate it. So first thing we'd like to do is just kick off a little bit of the background on your career. So my career background is largely as an outdoor wilderness first aid instructor and guide and first aid instructor as well, as you mentioned. Um, But actually, when I became a parent, I transitioned from what was largely sort of seasonal work um, and it had me traveling around a lot to different areas. And I actually transitioned into being a business counselor um, at a local um, business advisory uh, nonprofit. And then from there, I ended up working in a career center for a number of years, which has then brought me to the customer success lead at Livit. Um, so I've been on a bit of a journey because being a parent, I realized that things had to shift and change. Um, and that was the choice I made was trying to find something more stable that kept me home for uh, for longer periods of time. So I didn't have to keep disappearing into the mountains. Yeah, I can see how that could be tricky when you're uh, trying to be a dad. Tell us a little bit about your family life as well. You have three kids, you said? So three boys. I have a almost one-year-old, and then my other boy is four year, years old. And then I've been a dad for, I guess, 10 years because my, my eldest is nine years old. And I have a bit of a funky situation because my nine-year-old actually, um, I'm living in the southeast corner of British Columbia in Western Canada. And he is actually living now, since the age of five, he's living with his mum in the UK. So we see him in holidays and I FaceTime with him several times a week. And he's very, so we're all very close as a family, but we have this extra, yeah, this extra, another element to the family dynamic. So we're an international blended family. So that adds a whole other layer to me taking holiday time and finding flexibility in my work life. So do you end up going over to the UK and bringing the other two with you, or how do you manage that? Well, it it changes year to year. The pandemic, of course, uh, made things difficult. But I've managed to create, a, you know, fortunately, um, through my network and you know, getting into this job, the position I'm in now, it's a, I am a remote worker. So while we have an office that I can go, you know, go to any time that I want, and I try to do that once a week. The rest of the time, I have a lot of flexibility. So I can actually, last November, for example, we went to see um, my boy over there. And we stay with my parents, which is really nice. They have enough space that we can all kind of descend on them. So we were all together in November, and I continue to work. So the time difference added a little challenge to that, for sure. But um, it meant that I did some late nights. Um but otherwise, it worked really well. So I've really set my career up in a way that I can focus on my family and try and get the right work-life balance. How would you say your career, whether it's a customer success lead or working in nature, how has your career informed how you are as a parent? Ooh. Well, if I'm looking back, I'll try not. Yeah, I may go on a tangent here, but looking back, because I'm very aware okay. of this. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have had so much experience 
in outdoor leadership and education with youth of a slightly older age. Um, so my boy who's nine years old, that age, I'm very familiar. Well, that age and above, fairly familiar with. Younger kids are a bit different, but I've managed to use a lot of the things that I learned in that work environment. Um, just having all the tricks up your sleeves in terms of um, like different activities you can do with them, or maybe it's just like making sure they're hydrated and they've got enough food and risk management. I've got a lot of experience in that. So all of that has actually lent, really been incredibly valuable for my parenting, actually. Um, but in terms of, you know, so beyond that, so that's had the biggest impact, without a doubt. Um, beyond that now, I'm working in a job. And so I've, this is a new thing for me, actually, uh, reflecting on the work that I do. is As a customer success lead, so Livit is an educational platform. Um, it, we're like a... I guess tech-based in a sense, but it's like a hybrid learning platform. So it's to engage and excite kids about learning around about the natural world and the real world about them. And so my nine-year-old told me, I think a year ago, you have the best job in the world because you work for Livit. And so as a parent, I, you know, I ultimately, I, I want him you know, to look up to me in a way and to be inspired by what I'm doing in the world and the work that I'm doing. And so that has been, yeah, it's been a huge eye opener for me because I reflect on my dad and it's a different generation. Um, so for my dad, he's a baby boomer and he was a businessman that was traveling away often for work. And I didn't really ever understand or know what he was doing. And so in my career and the work that I do, I want to share that. I want to share what I'm doing. I want him to open his eyes to all the different possibilities of the things that he could do. So I don't expect him to follow in my footsteps to become a customer success lead at a tech company. You know, I want to support him in his path and what, what inspires him and, you know, to see where he goes, really. Uh, I don't have any expectations to be a lawyer, a doctor, you know, all that kind of classic old school thought thinking. Um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, in my answer to my question is like just being very mindful of what I'm doing at work and how that looks, how that's reflected back onto my kids um, and how they see me showing up in the world. And a huge part of what we do every day is, is working, is interacting with other people at work. And so I'm just trying to be really conscious about how I am in the world and how that will influence them. Ultimately, I think is my yeah, answer. That's yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I'm a I'm a child of a baby boomer as well, and I can relate not really knowing what my dad was doing during the day as as much, and and just not seeing him really have like that corporate job experience. And I think about what my kids will see from from me, and and you know how that is going to impact them for sure. Yeah, it's it's super interesting. You have this background in outdoorness and and nature. I live in New York City. I don't really get a lot of nature. Uh, what What's important about connecting with nature and what's important to you about just being in nature more? Ooh, it's a great question. Uh, and I think this is really important as a parent and as someone who's working in any career, whatever it is. Um, life is really busy. It's busy anyway. I kind of have this, I have a bit of a reaction to people that say they're always, because everybody's busy. 
It's like, how much time are you spending on social media today? Like, how busy are you really? But it is a thing, like, we're all hustling to kind of make ends meet. And then you have a kid. It's like, having a kid is like throwing a grenade into the relationship, if you in a relationship. Um, because you start, you, you're sleep deprived. Um, you're stressed out because you're trying to make ends meet. You're trying to, con- you know, keep up with your career um, goals, whatever they may be. Um, and all the while you have this little kid, a baby, or, you know, whatever age they may be, they sort of rely on you. And so I think health and wellness is so important and it's so easy and the relationship too, and nurturing your relationship with, with the mum or the other partner, whoever it may be. Um, and I think that's really important. So nature, what I find with nature for me is that time in nature is a, is a time to reset almost to get away from the social media, to get away from the noise and just to find some quiet time, um, which you can find locking yourself in the toilet as I do often. Um, my wife kills my wife, but it's like, you know, you start scrolling on Instagram on the toilet, you know, it's like the, sometimes that's the only space you can get in the day, but spending time in nature is this whole other thing. And not everybody maybe does it. And so maybe it, it's hard for me to explain that feeling that I get being outdoors in nature. But I would say too, and I hear you about your location and where you are, but I feel like, and I've lived in a city as well uh, for a number of years, but I feel like there's there's parks too, like to find parks, to find places where there's trees and, and grass. and to, But just to get that time in nature is, um, there's a word for, I think Japan call it, what do they call it? Like forest bathing. It's kind of a thing now, but I think more and more as we get busy and we're so drawn into technology, um, I just find it really grounding. And I've, I've noticed when I take my kids out into nature, they're bouncing off the walls. The best thing to do is go and get them out in fresh air and get them around trees, go, go to a park in a city or here. We're really fortunate. I'm surrounded by mountains on a lake. Um, I'm just showing off now, but like, you know, it's not for everyone because it's pretty quiet life out here. Um, but it's just, a good, yeah, it's a good reset. And I just find, you know, you can meditate, you can go to the gym, you can do all the things. But as a parent, I find the most, I was just reflecting on this recently, actually. Because um, there's a lot of platforms out there that are like dads screaming at other dads to get out and get up at five o'clock or four o'clock and be a Spartan and train hard. And you got to show up for your family. And that's the way you're going to do it is like just pushing yourself. But actually, as a parent, I think finding peace within the craziness of your day and your week, I think finding that peace and a little, maybe a bit of, bit of solitude as well, but certainly the peace is such a big part of it. And nature does that. Nature has that way of like helping us calm down. And you don't have to meditate, just go out in nature for like half an hour and have a walk. And it often clears the head. And uh, when you need, when you want to show up at work, but also you want to show up for your family, I think finding something like that in the day, and for me, it's not going down the gym and beasting myself. I do exercise and those things um, in nature if I can. But yeah, that's a long-winded answer to your nature question. But I think just how important nature is with us, with a busy life, yeah, it's it's a good reset. Where do you think that comes from? You think it's just ingrained in us just to be in nature more? I do, actually. I do. I think we've, really removed ourselves in the busyness of life and technology. And I think it shows. And I think if you, 
yeah, if you pay attention often to people that are that have platforms, you know, that promote sort of health and wellness and such, I think, yeah, the root of it often is that need to be outside and in nature. And just also, this is me leaning into my experience in guiding and doing wilderness tours and seeing the reaction and how people, yeah, the, the impact that it has on people. And I used to guide adults too, like adults and families as much as kids. And yeah, I've seen the impact in real time of how it is. And people just express that like how much better they feel for that experience to be away and to be in nature. Even better if they can actually turn off the phone. Good luck doing that. But like that temptation is always there. Have you seen that movie City Slickers? Yes. Billy Crystal. Yeah. That's like, I just basically I'm imagining that's what I would be like on a, on a tour with you in the wilderness. I think I would just be like a fish out of water. (laughs) So fun. Yeah. I'll tell you just because you mentioned that I'll say the first, the first pilot trip I ever did for, I had an adventure tourism business in amongst, you know, all the things I was doing. The first trip I ever did, we actually had a, we had a, uh, a screen in the vehicle that I was using to transport the group who were very green and they watched that movie on the way there, which is quite funny. And at the other end was indeed horses and all the things. That's great. But yeah. So let's talk a little bit about just how you juggle career, family life, side interests. How do you fit it all into a day? What, what are some of the tips and tricks for, for juggling all that? First of all, it's a nightmare. <laughs> um, you know what I was, th- I was thinking about talking to you today and the one thing I'll start with on this is because um, I you know I think just mental health is so important and I think as a parent and all the strains of life it's such a big thing that we have to deal with it's like trying to find you know trying to stay sane with all you know three boys that I'm juggling and then work and then my wife is hitting the wall right now a little bit because our baby is very sensitive and he's sleeping through the night but broken up and he's full on. He just, he's so much energy and she's just needs a break. Um, and so thinking about that, first of all, as a dad acceptance, I think that's really important is accepting that life is now different and you aren't number one necessarily. Um, you can, well, we could discuss who should be number one, whether it's the wife and the, <laughs> or the baby. Well, like who, where do we start? with all these people. Um, and that might, you know what, and that might change day to day and week to week where everybody's at actually. Um, but acceptance that I can't do everything and I can't, it, life can't be the same as I can't go to the, down to the bar with my buds at the end of a work day in the way that maybe I would have done before. I can't do, I just can't do everything. So that's number one, because I think if you can't accept that, then what happens is you become frustrated. Um, you might get angry. You know, all of these other emotions might come up. So I think just accepting, and this is for mums and dads, you know, and we've talked about this before because um, my eldest boy has a different mum. And so, we, so we've talked too about like I've been, I went through the first child experience of suddenly becoming a dad and my wife, um, yeah, I saw her go through that new experience. So acceptance is number one. Um, and then number two is accept. Yeah. I'm going back to acceptance again, but, um, like every week might look a little different depending on where you're at, what season it's at, how everybody's doing. And so knowing that whatever routines you have are going to change 
and be open to that change. Don't try and get so rigid in your structure around what your week looks like. Because maybe you can't go to the gym on a Tuesday because you can you need to go and pick up the kid or whatever. Because mum, for some reason, has something else going on. So, and I find that's the thing. So that's a moving target. Like this idea of having a fixed schedule is just be really open and flexible around that. The other thing, and by the way, I am not perfect at any of this. Like it's, I, that's the thing too, is like, I'm always learning and growing and realizing, you know what, this is not working. Like I got to do something else. Like I want to go on the paddleboard every day for half an hour, but you know what, that just isn't happening. So what can I do instead? So that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, and then honestly, compartmentalizing your time in the day. I'm getting better at this, but accepting that between this hour and this hour, it's work. But work can like spill over into our like evenings and it can like take up the, the early morning because we're checking our phones when we should be present with the kids or the mom, whatever, um, or dad or whoever the partner is. Um, so compartmentalizing your day and sort of like carving out that time every day that is like your health and wellness. So for me, I kind of double up. I walk with the baby in the morning we're in nature. I'm getting a little bit of exercise. I come back and I just, I feel better for that. Um, so I'm kind of grateful that I get to go and walk with the baby. Mom gets a break. She does her things. She showers and gets lunch ready for the four-year-old, gets him to daycare. We're lucky. It's just down the road. It's a quick drop-off. But they bike together. She was expressing this morning how great it is to bike together and just to be with him and have that time outside. Um, and then, yeah, then I'm into work. And then it's really a question of in the work day, and I'm not, I, I come and go from this, but trying to find time in the work day to maybe go down the gym or go for a run. Um, I do need, I do neither of those things, but I might, I know this sounds funny, but I might skateboard. I do that because of my kids. So I, I kind of got into that and it's kind of fun and it gets movement and keeps me young. Um, I climb, uh, I have weights and stuff. So I do some exercising. So making time in the day for that, and I'm always better for it but I don't always do it. So I think sometimes that um, procrastination creep, creeps in. That's probably probably my biggest enemy is procrastination, where I'm like, you know what? I just did nothing for half an hour. I should have gone outside and got some exercise kind of thing. So yeah, acceptance, compartmentalizing your day uh, and knowing that it's a moving target, the schedule. And that like, yeah, just accept that some days you might, you know, the other thing too, as I've tried this, I've tried being really rigid with like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, those are the gym days or those are the days that I climb or whatever it might be. And then, but when you don't do those things, cause you miss a Wednesday, you kind of beat yourself up and then you kind of, then it does, that's not helping. So I, I personally have embraced like the flexibility in the week. As long as I know that I'm getting regular exercise, it doesn't have to be on a certain day. It doesn't have to be at a certain time because that's really hard to do when you've got three boys with differing needs and then a wife that also, of course, needs her time to get out. Right. And advocating for the other parent, I think is important too. My wife isn't very good. And I was telling her this yesterday and she knows this. I was like, you're not very good at like just getting the paddleboard out or like going for a bike ride or things like that. Like, and I can do so much, but you also need to take care of yourself and tell me what your needs are. So the communication is really, really important. I would say too, and being and sharing how you're feeling with your partner, not to get too hippy dippy about it. But I think, you know, the, the communication and this acceptance thing, I think you need to work as a team and see yourself as a team 
and appreciate just like a work environment, right? Like you're always doing that with colleagues and it's so easy to just like <laughs> ditch the wife and just, you know, just worry about yourself. Um, so yeah, anyway, there's a lot of personal growth in being a parent. That is, that is my main thing. How do you parent personal growth? That's, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I'm sure my, my wife would agree with you on uh, the importance of communication. I'm sure most people are listening at home would as well. So I, I hear you there. What, what sacrifices have you had to make, whether it's on the career side or on the family time side in, you know, in pursuit of the other? I think, I don't know if it would have happened or not, but I shifted from, you know, my work history is, a, you know, there's a bit more texture there than what we sort of went into because there's, there's quite a lot to it, of course. Um, but there was a time where I had an adventure tourism company. So that was, that kind of grew out of my outdoor work that I was doing. And I set up this company and I'm from the UK originally. So I emigrated uh, to Canada to do this adventure tourism business. And that was probably the first thing to fall. I was like, I cannot, I can't keep chasing. And I may do this again at some point, but like being an entrepreneur, I found really hard. And I really, it was really nice going into the stable income. So that was the biggest shift for me was like just letting that go. That was a big one because it just felt, yeah, career-wise that that wasn't the best. Not everybody is like that. I have friends that continue to do that kind of work and run a business and make ends meet and make it work. But I just, well, I just found it too stressful. So having the regular paycheck and giving up that dream, if you like, was, um, yeah, was the biggest step for me. Speaking of uh, being an entrepreneur and entrepreneurial endeavors, I know that you also have created a, a podcast, the Dad Without Borders podcast. Talk a little bit more about how you've, I've, I mean, that's obviously something additional on your plate. So have you, have you had time to do that on the side and how have you managed that? Well, yes, I have a podcast, Dad Without Borders, and that's been about two years. Really great experience. Um, that came off the back of... Um, of my son moving to the UK and I was trying to navigate this challenge with a blended fat international family um, because it wasn't my choice and it was something that sort of, you know, at the end of the day I had to accept. And so I actually wanted to write a book, but then I realized that that was such a massive endeavor given I have a family. Podcasts seem like an easy way to like jump in and like start talking to other dads and share my story. Um, and so that's with one kid, in the house full time before the baby came along was pretty manageable. I could do it. And I was doing at least one interview a week. And then I would like interview a whole bunch of people. So I was just finding every gap that I could before I released the podcast to record all these episodes that I could then release sort of on mass or gradually over time. And so that was really just communicating with my wife, finding time in the week around work, in fact, I worked part-time for a while to be able to do that. So that's that's the first way that I managed to do that, was I worked part-time. I took less hours at work so that I could do that. Um, and it's it become more challenging with another kid in the mix because now it's finding quiet time in the house because I don't go and use a recording studio or anything. So I've very much been just filling every minute of the day in order to do this. And the thing, to, and to be able to do that, that means I'm not climbing as much. It means I'm not going socializing with friends down at the bar as much, going to see music shows. So that's what's what I've given up. It's like I've shifted away from like lots of social to just family. And then what are my projects that I'm working on? 
So I'm really passionate about the podcast. So actually, having said that, though, you mentioned the podcast. I have only done two this year, and it's kind of on my, the last episode I did. I just expressed, like, I'm on pause. I'll, I'll jump in and out when I can, but I'm writing a book. Oh, great. So that's now the biggest endeavor. I'm writing a book about my experiences as a dad, and I'm working with an editor. It's going really well. Um, and I've, I've come quite far along with that. Um, so that's now the focus for now. So that so that's another thing, right? Like I can't do the podcast and write and be a dad and work full time and do my own things and support my wife. So yeah, it's just and I would beat myself up about that about a year or two ago, but now again it's acceptance. I'm like, you know what? There's no point in stressing about this. My kids are not going to be young forever. I will come to the back to the podcast. I'll jump in when I can. But yeah, it's just not beating myself up because I can find myself getting really frustrated when I don't have time to do the things that I want to do. So are you, are you carving out time before and after work to write or how are you finding, are you doing it in blocks to find writing time? Um, right now, I, you know, I tried the early morning thing. It's not working for me because getting up at 4.30 or 5, 5 I was trying actually. Um, my, kid, my kids get up early. So that's, that's killed that. The kids are too young. Now, if the kids were older and I knew they didn't get up until 7.00, Five, I find when every when they do stay in bed is a great time. So I did try that, but they're getting up too early. So now it's the evenings, which is a struggle sometimes because they may go down to bed later than you want them to. Um, but mostly that's been working. So I do the evenings and then I have to negotiate with my wife. Um, I'm lucky I have a full-time job, but it's actually my workplace is committed to a four-day work week. So I actually have three days that I can play nice. with. Um, which really helps. So yeah, so that's just really saying, hey, can grandma down the road look after, you know, the four-year-old, you know, while you're going for a walk with the baby for a couple hours, can I get that time? And yeah, that's kind of how I have to do it. So that is definitely, it moves. That time that I have will move around. It's not as much as I would love every day that this is the thing. It just doesn't work like that. So I have to keep negotiating, communicating, and making sure I get like, you know, a block of like three hours or whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I worked for a company that, that had every other Friday off and it was great, but it's all funny games until you need something on a Friday. I will, I will say, I will say that if everybody's not agreed that it's off a Friday and your clients aren't off a Friday, then yeah, all of a sudden it's not so funny. I could see that. I could see that. Um, yeah. All right, we're going to we're going to transition into a segment called Blues Advice Corner. So we're going to you're going to give advice on a few different things. Okay. okay. So Okay. First one is, what advice would you give for somebody to connect more with nature? Oh, to connect more with nature. Uh, try not to find excuses like I live in a city. I'm not saying this on you, but um, <laughs> There are parks in cities, you know, there are parks. Yes. So try and carve out time in the day. Number one is you need to find the time and commit to, to just getting away from the desk. I'm not always the best at that. I know how hard it is, but um, yeah, try and commit to that time in the day. Um, and if you can do it regularly, great. Um, but yeah, find a park, you know, look on a, look on a city map. Like though, if you're in the city, there, there's somewhere, there's some green space that you can go and find and just a half an hour walk. That's all you need to do. Um, and I think if you can do that regularly, it's great. What advice would you give for somebody that wants to start a podcast? There, do it. Just do it. Um, 
you do not. Oh, and I will say this because I know people that are like this. Um, keep it simple. You need a, a good microphone is important. But after that, and ideally you can find any room of work as long as it's like a bathroom is too echoey, but you could throw carpet down. You could um, close the curtains, just muffle the noise so it's not so echoey. And that's really all you need to do. I think as, as the ho- if you're hosting a podcast, the, the microphone should be really good. But anybody calling in, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, I think there's a lot forgiven around podcasts with that. So yeah, don't people will find excuses. It doesn't need to sound, the content needs to be good. Uh, the microphone needs to be good that you have. But after that, just go for it. And there's tons of YouTube videos to teach you how. So yeah, easy to find excuses. And even Zoom. Zoom's free for 40 minutes. And uh, you know what? That's enough. So you don't even have to pay money. Just get the microphone. I definitely would recommend that. What advice would you give to your younger self? Don't stress the small things. I think that would be it. Don't stress the small things. And be mindful of those around you. And I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about being a parent and, you know, my first wife, for example, like, you know, probably would have never worked anyway, but I think just being mindful of other people around you and maybe their needs as well. And just not sweating the small stuff because it doesn't matter. What's a good piece of advice that you've been given? Oh, that's a good question. A piece of advice that I heard through a podcast, through an interview with a podcast was respond, don't react. Mm. So when you're in that discussion, having that hard time with your wife, whatever, yeah, it's easy to react. And if it means you need to go and leave the room for 10 minutes before you respond, do that. But I, re- I always really like that. Respond, don't react. That's great. So the final question, I don't know if I told you I'm, my wife is expecting July 19th. We have our first child on the way, baby girl. So what advice do you have for me? Okay, so... Having your first child is a massive transition. It's the biggest transition in parenting. Um, I can tell you that. So my first, my first boy, very different from the other two. So with the first one, this is I didn't know this until now or until recently. Our as as dads, our hormones change because we go into a nurturing state, and with the change in your hormones, it can change your mood. So you can feel more angry, more reactive. Uh, and I didn't realize that. And I think we don't, very different experience to being a mom. So it's it's not in comparison to being a mom, but as a dad, it's like, yeah, our hormones are shifting and changing. And so just being aware of that, we're going into more nurturing role. And so, yeah, we're going to be thrown off a little bit by that and, and feel and react differently than we might otherwise. So I think that's the one thing that I would just note anyway, that you are also going to be going through changes and hormones, changes. <clears throat> And it's through action that that testosterone that drops levels that drop. It's just through the actions that of this nurturing that we're doing. And longer term, I would say it's the acceptance thing. Really, it's just like really accepting that your life has changed. And it's never going to be the same again. Um, and just to and just just to yeah, just accept that and enjoy the ride. Because you know what? It's such a cliche, but the days are long, but the months, the months, the years fly by. You know, you don't get the time again. 
you know, so really particularly in the zero to five, like just soak it up and don't, and don't put work first, you know, put your family first work's going to be there, but yeah, just really enjoy it. I, I would say, I just focus on the love, put love right in the middle of the family for the pa- for the mum, for the kid, for the support, like just, yeah, just really soak it up. Um, and accept that it's going to be a little, little bit crazy for a while, but so fun. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anything you want to promote or plug or where can people connect with you and learn more about you? Um, I'm easy to find on Instagram, um, dad without borders, and you can find dad without borders at, on any of the podcast channels. Um, there are a lot of episodes that are already out there. I'm not doing any recent ones right now. I did do one a couple months ago, so I'll be jumping back in there, but I do keep the Instagram updated with kind of what's going on. And, um, and through that, eventually you'll see a book out there at some point as well. But, um, but yeah, Instagram would be a great place if you're interested in seeing our adventurous life out here in Canada. Awesome. Blue Nethercliffe, thank you so much for your time. It was a great chat. Appreciate it very much. Anytime. Great to chat with you. And, uh, good luck. <laughs>